Welcome back to another episode of Ready Comics Roll. Remember, if you enjoy what you're listening to, to like, share, and subscribe. Project Dolphin. I mean, wee! I'm Mike. Greatness awaits. I'm Anthony. I am the Red Ring of Death, John. Generations come and go. Technology changes every single time. Fandom brings forth a whole new force for each army. Because when you have something new, you choose your brand. You stick with it. You ride or die. With only being probably about a year out from when we finally get news, we know the mists of war are coming. A new age of console wars will be coming. And if there's one thing we know, it's war. War never changes. Yeah. <laughs> nice that, that we're all movie. Sony fanboys? Like, yeah. this is a horrible, horrible chair for no, us. First, no, first no, off, right. I've been a Sony fanboy for a long time. I don't know. I probably would say I'm the worst out of all of us because my allegiance has changed several times over the many generations. Because I actually started off as a Nintendo fanboy as far back as, like, the original Nintendo Super Nintendo. Even well, though we didn't have a choice back then. I yeah. think we were all Nintendo well, fanboys even, back then. even when PlayStation... Unless you had the Atari. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, if you want to go off that, I mean, I had the Atari 2600 before Nintendo came out. I had a Nintendo when Nintendo came out. And then I had a Genesis when the Genesis came out. But that's my point. But that wasn't me changing a lot of allegiances. So, but, so that's the thing is, you did, you did have Sega come out back when Sega actually made consoles. And then even then, even with the introduction of PlayStation 1, I was still more about Nintendo 64. So, I mean, I kind of jumped from ship to ship, so to speak. So we can't all say that we're all Sony fanboys here. Although, currently, yes, we all own PlayStation 4s, and that's uh, arguably kind of the system to go with. And not one of us has a Switch, even as much as we want a Switch. And that's the thing. It's coming. Well, I guess I I look at it this way. For me, speaking of war, you know, my allegiance is with the PlayStation. But if I had to pick a straight-up ally, I have to go Nintendo. Oh, yeah. And I think that's normally probably the best... the common thing when we're talking about, like, in this war scenario of coming out with the great console wars, you know, if if I can easily see someone who is a Xbox, uh, you know, fan enthusiast, person who's wrong, uh, wanting to side <laughs> with Wii as well. Because Wii's kind of like that happy medium in the whole thing. They're willing to make alliances everywhere. They're Switzerland. You know, they're Sweden. They're just like, we're neutral. We're, we're friends with everyone. Well, and, and that's something that, that's really come up, especially this past, like, couple years, year or two. Um, we've, we've started to get, you know, exclusivities becoming more of a moot point, at least in some departments. Uh, <coughs> Spider-Man! <coughs> Spider-Man! Sony is still... Well, Sony's still on the exclusivity bandwagon, and that's kind of been one of their downfalls, actually. Like, they have some of the best console exclusives, but exclusivity is not actually one of those things that everybody's kind of all that gung-ho for anymore. We kind of want things to branch across PC, and, you know, we want to be able to play with everybody that we know. Well, yeah, and if you want to talk about a multiplayer experience, I would agree. Crossplay is definitely... Something I mean, we all are fans of different uh, consoles, but at least when it comes to multiplayer, I think that gaming is the one thing that can really unite us and should. Well, before we kind of dive too much into that, I think we should look definitely back at kind of like the older generations and and when the the console rules console console wars really kind of kicked off, and that was when Xbox was really introduced, because Sony and Nintendo had their thing back and forth, but you wouldn't really call it an all out war. Well, you have to you have to remember until until like you know 
Xbox started to come out and they really the, started to push against in the. With so them. you're saying this is all Microsoft's fault? Yes. Well, no, actually, and this is this is the funny thing. It's actually all Sony's fault because no, ori- if, it, if it's anything, it's Nintendo's fault. Well, Nintendo is the one who pushed Sony to then create their own console. They well, brought apart yeah, their they, own they crap. Brought, they brought apart. The, they, they they created their own enemy. But the thing is, is originally when Nintendo when Nintendo released and Sega released shortly uh, shortly thereafter. So it's Sega's fault. Well, <laughs> Sega, Nintendo, Sega and Nintendo worked out an agreement. They, Welcome to the blame game. Yeah. <laughs> Here so are your players. When they went to introduce new systems, if they were going to introduce new systems, they essentially are the ones who created the console lifetime. So essentially it was the idea that, yes, technology was advancing at, at, at an incredible rate through the 80s and early 90s. And we were getting, you know, we, we could have literally gotten a new console every year had it not been for them coming together and being like, hey, listen, we'll meet again in like five years and we'll have something new. <laughs> we, before we will, then... We will renew these treaties in a few years. We will look them over. I, the war will begin again. I kind of miss those days. And I think maybe it's because of the fact that we're all just so damn broke. It's just like yeah. every few years we're stuck buying another console and then we have them. And then... The, the fact that they kind of a lot of people are pushing away with backwards compatibility, unless you want to go ahead and buy digital versions of stuff, which is also in itself kind of bullshit. Right. But I mean, and I, I swear to God, if the PS5 is not backwards compatible, I'm going to murder somebody. <laughs> well, I mean, PS4 is not backwards compatible, so I mean, you're already having problems with that. Well, but that's been the thing. the The issue has been in this is more of a recent thing, but in in recent years, it's been a fight over who your graphics card manufacturer is, is whether or not you get backwards compatibility or not. It really has absolutely nothing to do with the console themselves, other than the fact that they've been changing out who their who their graphics card distributor is. Although, to some degree, you being correct on that, as much as that hurts me to just even just ugh, throw that out there. Write it down, Anthony. Agree to it first. <laughs> it's uh, it's not entirely it's entirely true because there are ways to work around it. It just wouldn't no. Be, there are there are workarounds. It's, it's expensive workarounds. Exactly. For them. There's there's just more that they would have to put into it, and they're just like, nah, screw you guys. Yeah. Um, and that's that, that's been something that's been coming around lately. And I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that like emulators exist, I would I would give out to like systems winning. But we have Steam, we have you know emulators and stuff. PC always is going to technically win these console uh, wars if you really want to include not a no, console no, no. for one. Nah, well, I mean, even if you want to go talk about the the gaming wars, if you want to go ahead and because we, I guess realistically, you do have to expand with the introduction of mobile gaming and PC. But again, to John's point from the beginning, though, if you want to kind of look at the generations, yeah, we've seen you know competitors come and go, but the people that seem to stick around are the big three: Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. Well, we'll we'll see because this is technically only going to be Microsoft's what fourth system. And you know what? Despite the fact that yeah. you're not here, Xbox, Xbox One, 360, and then okay, so yeah, they've, they've they've lasted as long as Sega. If they can do it one more time, then we're good. They will, because the <laughs> thing is, is is Microsoft is kind of like Marvel. Even if something's not doing well, they're not going to allow it to fail, and they're just going to keep pushing onwards, anyways. And Xbox One isn't doing awful right now. And no, and and PlayStation, to- PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four. Yeah, I'm just saying. Well, but to, to be fair, <laughs> so they're one up on on. <laughs> uh, so Sony also has 
uh, handhelds. This and is that's true. the thing. I was including Sega's Game Gear that they've only actually ever produced four systems. Okay. Well, four four completely unique systems. Although Dreamcast, the, the Vita is not unique compared to the PSP. Right. No, it's not. No, but it's too. at least a fifth system. But um, Dream Dreamcast, I still have to say, was way ahead of its time. Especially no, it with was. some of its, especially the publishers that were on board with it and the third you know, party support you know they had. Killed the, you know what truly killed the or the Dreamcast? We did. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the controller. I like the controller, especially like all right. So that was the clunkiest thing I have ever held. It was kind of clunky, but aside the, from the Nintendo 64, the fact controller. that the memory card. I love the 64 controller. Yes, I love that spaceship, <laughs> dude. That that thing is like a a, a Romulan warship. Okay, <laughs> the, 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 the peeled and super crusty banana is what but I then, was. But then to really blow your mind, part of the actual Wii Mote is. The Nintendo 64 controller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so no, I mean, when it comes to Dreamcast, I, I like the Dreamcast, uh, the controller design, especially with the memory card that was also like a Tamagotchi thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was kind of, that was an interesting way of going about it. And it's, it says, it, 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 we didn't see them go further with it. it it's actually, if, if you look at the Dreamcast and then kind of look how Nintendo did a lot of things, they took, you can clearly see inspiration that was taken from the Dreamcast and put into Nintendo. How, <laughs> so, how some of the arcing design for the controller yeah. some of the things i mean you look at speaking of the little tamagotchi save device that you put into there that it was the rumble pack and the, the stuff that went the into the rumble bottom packs of the 64 that you get those not just that look at the little um that that the, oh yeah the little figurines that you have for the new wii u and stuff like that yeah you know what i mean it's just an extended evolution of what the those things were before mm. so, i mean no not even that but i still want to go ahead I still need to bring up the Dreamcast game library because we have some of the best games that even still hold up to the day, like Power Stone, Power oh, Stone Two. Uh, that's really where rail shooters really start to pick up. Because yeah, we had them in Super Nintendo, but like House say, of the you Dead say Two. That. You say Power Stone, and it always makes me cringe a little bit because I remember the PS2 port of Power Stone and it being absolutely terrible. I mean, I look at it this way. With, uh, I mean, having Power Stone as one thing kind of going over, whether the port was kind of faulty or not, uh, Dreamcast had this, uh, this kind of really dreamer's dream of how a system should be. And it, it was really cool in its own aspect. But I'm still standing by the fact that realistically the console rules wars did not really kick off until you look at PlayStation, versus Nintendo versus Xbox. and Because that's when it, things got big with it. I'm not saying that little skirmishes between other companies didn't happen before. No, I agree. Sa I Sega agree and Nintendo and everything like that, and then when PlayStation came out, technically that was like the Trinity back in the day. But it's not blown up to the level of warfare that it is today until that started to come out. Well, I mean, especially considering time, around the time Xbox came out, or more specifically like Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, that's really around the time that um, gaming really became a lot more mainstream. So, yeah, of course, I mean, that's where we're going to see, like, that huge explosion. Even, like, kind of with PC gaming, as, as Mike kind of brought up. Uh, because with the introduction of that, especially Steam, that's kind of a game changer. And, I mean, regardless of what allegiance we all might have, I think that's one of the awesome takeaways of all these different consoles and platforms. Is the fact that eat by with each generation... They're basically challenging one another, and that's where we see a lot of the progress. That's where competition is where we find innovation. That's where we find the evolution of things. Right, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's how 
in a sense, not to give an uh, economic lesson, but that's kind of how it works. If if you're not pushing your competitor to create something better, faster, stronger, and cheaper, you know what I mean, then you're not pushing yourself to do it either. You're not creating something, you're, you're more or less living in a lax state to where whatever you think is acceptable or unacceptable is out, you just let it fly because there is no competition. And that's exactly why Vegeta always needs Goku and Goku always just needs a stronger yeah. opponent. I'm going to slap your arm, like, really hard, because what it comes down to is we all know that Goku is just an idiot savant, <laughs> and really emphasize on idiot. <laughs> Anyways. You know, father of the year type idiot. <laughs> um, Goku and Vegeta aside, boys, um, no, and you're right, the console wars didn't really become wars until we had all three major uh, publishers around. Right, I'm just saying that, just like in historical levels of battle, battles and wars happen all the time, but when you look at major battles, everyone remembers the Crusades. Crusades didn't really matter until we had these three interacting at the same time. Like, it, it brought up a bigger sense of the console wars, this warfare that happened between them. And when that came out, you really saw a division between who was going to do what. Because like you said before, you could have all three systems when you were younger. You know, you might have a Sega, you may have had a Nintendo, you may even had a, a PlayStation. But the moment that Xbox threw its hat into the ring, okay, you saw people draw sides. People were either Xbox well, people or PlayStation people, not just because that's what they could only afford. Which <laughs> well, is part of the factor. Which is part of the factor. Was part of the factor. But I the mean, thing is that people were... still would go those two and then maybe a Nintendo. Which is funny because I really didn't think Xbox, or Microsoft, I should say, really had something with the Xbox. I mean, I, I guess it maybe should have considering, you know, computers, PC gaming has always been like a thing. But even just looking at that, I'm like, really? They're jumping into consoles? I'm really not sure this is going to work. Like, even then, I remember even saying, looking at Halo and be like, nah, this is never going to go anywhere. Oh, wow, no. Yeah. yeah Halo, oh. Halo was like the first uh, the oh, first ever like first-person shooter that I actually got into. No, the Halo, Halo is the one that kind of, in my opinion, besides Quake, kind of put first-person shooters on, on the map. map. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I go through it and look at, okay, what did the systems have... What were the benefits between the different ones? PlayStation has kind of always had the superior power in the system. Now, well, Nintendo kind of, it, it really has. No, it's always had the more superior um, processing power. It's always had a better engine for it. They've had superior equipment. The difference is, is that Xbox, the thing that they excelled at, and the reason why they were a number one go-getter is because, one, they knew how to merchandise, they knew how to package things, they knew that if you wanted to excel at this, that you were still going to charge, and people would buy it, and with that, they could build a method or a platform for their online community. Their online community is what stand out against the competition. That is what made them so good. PlayStation had the superior system, Xbox had the superior, you know, platform. Well, yeah, because, I mean, at the time, PlayStation 2 had online, but it was clunky at best. That's what I'm talking and about. And you had to buy, like, this additional peripheral device, you had to, like, almost take well, your you PlayStation to buy, you 2 apart. That's what I'm yeah. saying. But that's still a peripheral, because it's not... But you would have to pretty much take apart your PlayStation 2 to kind of, like, put it in there. Yeah. And get that play. And even then, that only worked with a very, very minute amount of the larger library PlayStation 2 games. Well, I think it was only Monster Hunter um, that they introduced that. 
correct? No, there there was a few games because you also no, had... they introduced it. Like that was the first game that uh, used it, it. It was it was one of like six that or that, was Final was, Fantasy. But yeah, no, Monster Hunter wasn't the only one. There was an entire library of um, uh, Fantasy Star, Fantasy Star Online. Oh yeah, it may have been was, it, yeah. may, it may have been Fantasy Star. Now I think about yeah. it. You're right. Um, Wow, is that two things that you're admitting to, Mike? That's it, he may. He may be right. I'm fairly certain I'm correct on that one. Uh, we'll, we'll double check in. I'll be sure to go ahead and let everybody know in the comments. <laughs> because I remember the, there were two there were two console iterations of Monster Hunter. One we didn't get and one we did. There may have actually been three, but we may have gotten two and we didn't get one. I forget how that works because Capcom and their we're going to only release Monster Hunter in Japan thing was going on for a while before we started to really get Monster but, Hunter. But I'm just saying the look at look at the look at those early stages. Okay, so when Xbox came out, it was going up against uh the PlayStation 2, okay? And what's uh in the GameCube. Yes. Right? In the GameCube. The okay. GameCube was probably the I would say up until the Switch, the last system than Nintendo had that was truly like just awesome. Well, I mean, I think it, there's there's the difference too um, when it came down to the systems, and you could see not just because of when they released certain things. You know, PlayStation I think was the first one released the well, PlayStation Two before you, got, you, you, you had um, Nintendo releasing a system that was only a fraction of uh, like a fraction of the power of the other two systems coming out. But they, they did that on purpose. And Nintendo historically has always yeah. done that on purpose. And that's what I'm leading up to. Is yeah, the fact even that their Switch isn't as powerful as the PlayStation 4 or Absolutely. And the they, they, they design it for that. They, they specifically go, no, this is where we want it to be because of the style of gameplay and everything like that that they want. Yeah, they don't need they don't need hyper-intensive realistic graphics on, on the Nintendo system Except that's for, never what they go for because it's, it's their art stuff. Breath of the Wild still Except gorgeous. for Breath of the Wild. It's still gorgeous. Except for Breath of the Wild. Well, but that's not, that's not realistic I or hyper-intensive so graphics. Beautiful. It's just a pretty game it because of so the art pretty. style. And that's that's different. That's the major difference with Nintendo well, we, versus the Because other system. Nintendo that, has always put, you know, gameplay and, uh, you know, just being able to have fun over graphics. That's what I was trying <clears throat> to get to, though. As you look at Nintendo, Nintendo designed itself to be the party system. It wasn't necessarily let's be in competition for anything in competitive gameplay, except for let's get together with some friends and family and stuff like that and kind of do it. And that's where they've really kind of always gone with. And they've evolved from. You look at the the Nintendo, even as it is now, they're, they're, they went from the GameCube, which they really wanted to go with that party system, carrying it over from the 64, you know, getting into, um, what's it, the, the Wii and the Wii U, and now... Um, Switch? Switch. Yeah. Thank you. I was drawing a blank on the name. But um, th that's how they kind of evolved it. They were like, listen, we're going to have this for family, fun, friends, you know, minor competition, and now let's make sure you're even more active. Like, that. that's their platform. They don't need something powerful. No, I mean, that's always been how they, they've seen things. It's always how they've, they've done their business. Right. PlayStation has always gone for the refined taste of looking playing smooth graphically, you know, how it, how they want the interaction in you to dive into the game. Xbox has always excelled at, and they really pushed for it. They're the ones, the reason why we really go for online play with their online platform. Their games were more designed with what they were doing. Well, their for, entire, for their entire system has been gauged at being a multimedia system. Right. They, they, 
originally when they when they when they partnered with HD DVD back in the day when they released the 360, that was what they were gearing Man, up. Man, I'm glad that was successful. We all own HD DVD <clears throat> players. Yeah, right. That brings up a whole other type of war. Actually, a war way back when you know you had Betamax and versus VHS, and how VHS won with porn. This time, Blu-ray wins with porn against HD. Yeah. <laughs> if, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for porn, the, the deciding factor may have been way something more obscure. <laughs> you know, though, think about that. The, like, put some real thought into that. the The way porn is, or who they side with, really determined who the rest of the public will be, or how the format will be for gaming. And this is exactly why RedTube's going to win in the end. I, yeah. I, can't, I can't believe this is a discussion we're having right now. It, it's a real discussion. We we, or, we thank porn for their contribution uh, okay. to Blu-ray. <laughs> As for other sub-wars going on, I mean, I think we do need to bring up, you know, the handhelds. Well, I mean, I guess it's not really much of a war considering, you know... No matter, no matter what happens, you, you could release a handheld that plays the PS4 style graphics Nintendo no, will no. still release a system See, and what, that will do better and what Mike just did to you since you were bringing up the point he acted like he was you know Sega Game Gear or the PSP trying to interrupt Nintendo's reign you know <laughs> instead of letting Nintendo actually do what they're going to do but that's the, that's the beauty of Nintendo is nobody can slap box with God I'm <laughs> oh, sorry they always have had the best handheld and they probably always will have the best handheld some people People may have come kind of close. I still not really to... enjoyed the PSP. The P- I mean, the PSP wasn't a bad system, and neither was the Game Gear. No, it was just a matter of the fact that Nintendo's system at the time. This is was this was the thing. Nintendo made the cheaper handheld when it came against Absolutely. the Game Gear. And then well, when, that and the, and the amount the of titles. Yeah. yeah, the titles. And the again, when it comes titles. down to what what is the most fun to play. I mean, sure. Again, we Pokemon. Have, we, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want You asked me a question, sir. I answered you. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Because I mean, like when you look at when you look at the PSP and the Vita. Yes, it just goes to show graphics aren't everything. Now I know we're gonna have a bunch of keyboard warrior, uh, PC master race people then going, but that's exactly what it is. That's why PC will always win, Mike. But that's it's it's not just <laughs> graphics that decides. Oh, I wasn't going. I wasn't even arguing graphics because the thing is, is it has nothing to do with graphics as far as the PCs winning the console wars or the game wars. It's the fact that they have the access to the library of the largest amount of games. Yeah, but you know what? It's quality over quantity. And there's a lot of quality in all that quantity on on Steam and on uh, on GOG. And the the on... problem is though is the reason why like okay I completely understandable PC Master Race you can build a crazy rig that can run a lot of stuff but the the reason why consoles are so competitive to that is because of the quality that they put forth in the titles that they go through it with the price that they're doing it at comparatively. Exactly. I mean, the main point I would. I'm paying four hundred bucks for a console when I have to pay, I don't know, eight hundred to a thousand dollars for a rig well, that's only not even last that, that's, a few years. That's for like bare minimum. That's like for hey, you okay. got a decent. But rig. That, but that's what I'm referring to. You're paying double, triple the price to get into that that elite club when you can have just as good of an experience. Playing on a console. And the thing with that, too, and what I always like to bring up is for people who don't have a lot of money, you're either going to be playing this two ways, as Mike and I kind of discussed before this. When it comes to PC, there's an upkeep. So, yeah, you might build something great for like $1,400, 
But then you're talking three or four years, you now have to buy a new video card. You have to buy new other parts. When I buy a console, I know whatever I put in there is going to play. It's obsolete when the next console comes out, which is like, you know, 10 years down the line. Well, not even that. The console can even still last. Like, I still have a PlayStation 2 or PlayStation 1. You can still go back to it. That's kind of neither here nor there. But the idea is once you buy it, there's no further upkeep needed. Except and, if you get the Red Ring of Death. Yes, of course. If get the baby, but <laughs> same goes for PC. If your PC dies, instead of, okay, well, I just lost out on $500, if, for God forbid, you live in Florida, where lightning storms are very common and your server detector ain't shit, you are now replacing an entire $1,400 computer. Okay. Those those things aside, you also, like... Those are pretty big issues. Those are pretty big issues. <laughs> just the same thing can that. happen to your console. And the thing is... Which is cheaper to replace. Absolutely. You're right. I can buy three of a console before (laughs) I can buy one major gaming rig. You're right. And each one of them still is going to have a warranty to go, hey, listen, I got the red ring of death, and they're going to go out and replace it for me. Depending upon where you get your computer from, you can also get a warranty on your computer. Yes, for extra price. It's an extra price on the consoles, too. It's like 75 bucks for the consoles. No, they're still built-in warranties. warranties. But those only last a certain amount of time. Uh, I think they bumped them up without having to pay more to two years. But, I mean, yes, I understand, like, the point you were trying to bring up before with uh, PC is, yes, you do have a plethora of different games. Like, we pointed out, though, you know, just because you have a lot of games doesn't mean they're all great. I will say that PC is definitely the breeding ground for indie developers. People who really want to kind of get into It's also the breeding ground for cheap games. Yes, yes. (laughs) Absolutely. But this is what it comes down to, is when you talk about cheap games, you're talking about cheap indie games. When you're talking about, well, yeah, because you do have the sales. I'm getting, I was going to get to that. So you have the full-fledged, like, console ports or even just the AAA-based games. They still go for those $60 is the same as the console would unless there's a sale. But then on that same note, you still have things like Amazon Prime discounts off pre-ordering games, which we're going to be losing soon. So definitely order while you still can. For anybody who doesn't know, just remember we are not sponsored by Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, maybe one day. But if if that's the problem is that you're going to be losing on that discount. So get away you can. But there's other ways to get even console games cheaper. So to me, that's that's somewhat of an argument. But it Pro works. Games, cheap games, Steam. Oh no, no, oh, no. sales. Yeah, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Console versus PC is there's other ways of getting console games cheap, too. Well, so it's I would not say it's a moot point, but it's not as big as people make it out to be. Here's the thing. They're on summer sales, on PlayStation, which they've started to do more more, more commonly on the network, even even their biggest sales that I've seen are only like 70% off. Which, yes, uh, is Unless great. you have PlayStation Plus, which you're more likely going to be subscribing. Okay, there you go. There's one of the things that kind of goes back and forth. Because like I said, there's always trade-offs. With PC, online's free. That's one thing nobody can ever really debate as to where if you want to play with your friends online, consoles, you have to pay. Nothing's ever free. You're paying for it somewhere. Yeah, but you're not paying for it twice is my point. You're paying for the internet itself versus when you're doing consoles, you're paying for the internet itself plus the internet-based service. Right. That that was the whole big thing. Again, going back to you know Xbox when it came out, they they kind of knew that hey, listen, okay, PlayStation has an, a free internet base and they can go for it. Uh, and whereas you know you had Xbox and they were like, listen, you may be double paying for like in a sense the internet because you're getting a line put in, and we're providing a service for you. But again, it goes down to the platform of. Secured internet and how you're going to get your gaming experience. That's the reason why they had a superior gaming community. They were like, we're, we're providing this extra platform 
to have your community at a cost well, compared to just having your internet kind of run through. Which, because the way I think it works is there was a while where a lot of online gaming was peer-to-peer versus uh, dedicated server, depending on the game. So that's kind of what was promised, at least from you know Microsoft and the Xbox. Well, and and here's the thing: I, I you you keep saying superior like online community. Online, community. it did no. It in the original like Xbox 360 versus PS3, you are correct because at the time the like three no the Xbox versus the PlayStation Two, Xbox One. Well, yes, because the the PS2 didn't have internet connectivity, and they, it had it, internet connectivity as, as a peripheral. And, right. But the thing is, is you have to remember the original Xbox didn't have Xbox Live Arcade like it does on on the 360. The 360s where the Xbox Live Arcade became a big thing. Right. Yes, you had things that because remember the original Halo wasn't online. We didn't play it online. Right. We played it as a four player like LAN thing, or we or we would get multiple systems together, and you would system link the Xboxes. Yeah. The original Xbox wasn't completely set up for the internet activity either. It was mm. an, it was an an outside thing that you did as well, um, primarily by unplugging something else and then plugging in the Ethernet cable in oh, the back. Oh God! <laughs> How often did you, a game get ruined because somebody was salty as hell and decided to unplug their Ethernet for a second just to <laughs> like mess with it? Do you remember those days when you would have all your Xboxes like connected together? Someone would get salty and then just walk away with their Xbox. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> see, you remember how many times I, you know, wiped all you guys as many times. Don't as I don't not in Griffall, motherfucker. We'll say, go. I'm gonna say don't include well, me in this. Griffall, Griffall was Halo too. In Halo One, in Halo One, me and Jamie were the kings in this house. Hey, listen, <laughs> I never. I, first off, I never said anything about being really good at Halo One. I'm not good at any first person shooters. Okay, <laughs> but if there was, if I was good at anything, it was Griffball. Okay, but the thing is, though, what it can't. Halo One, I could only play in short bursts anyways because of the graphics made me sick. Which is really funny, because it's just like, you know, pixelization, how everything was cubed, and I got sick off that, but I'll play Final Fantasy VII for hours, and those were bricks. <laughs> so, just saying. But as as the systems kind of went on, and I'm trying to steer away from utilizing PC and how it is, because, again, you're always going to have the trade-off between price rig compared to library, and then kind of how a system is... And how they're designed with their compilation of uh, of games. Yeah. Well, the, and the big thing is, is I, I know you were getting on the. Uh, uh, again, I was trying to bring up the whole like the reason why I was debating the Xbox Live Arcade thing. Um, Xbox Live Arcade was much better on the 360 than it was on Xbox One, um, and that goes in a lot with the. Like, where PlayStation Network is now versus where, where Xbox Live is now and where Windows Live is now. Because Windows Live, it, like, when it first came out, was absolutely horrible. And right now it's just sitting at slightly trash. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's only slightly garbage to use. But, I mean, the main idea is the thing is that a lot of people, when it comes to considering... That's why they refer to it as just the console wars is because when it comes to PCs, you have a lot of PC elitists that feel that they are not even... In the same league that they are way above it. They're playing a whole different sport, so to speak. But realistically, based on like what we kind of just discussed, when you you guys are in the NFL, we're in the XFL. Ah, that, that, well, that doesn't sound very good for you guys. Now, does yeah. it? No, it doesn't. But I mean, when you really look at it, there, Didn't the XFL fail <laughs> the first time. It's coming back. Uh, you have the pros and cons. Where realistically, 
either either platform you choose to go with is viable. There's going to be things that are going to be better on PC, and there's going to be things that are going to be better when it comes to consoles. Very true. And I think that that's where the divide kind of normally happens. Is if you look at it, people choose their side between they want to be Xbox or PlayStation or Wii, or a combination of two out of the three, but what it truly comes down to is everyone is against a PC, or a PC is against everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what it comes down to, like, uh, the, the allegiance. It's like, that's when the consoles sometimes band together to fight off against the PC. Well, case in point, it's kind of like, okay, we're, we've all been talking about uh, the next Fallout game, okay, and how it's going to come out on consoles and PCs and stuff like that. We have friends who are like, nope, I can't do anything else but PC, and they're already preparing to buy an upgraded rig just to run that thing. When you have other people who are like, yeah. They're, it's not, they're, if they can run Fallout 4, they're not gonna need an upgraded rig to run Fallout 76. It's well, first probably off, gonna run. I don't think I can run Fallout 4 on my computer, so. But. I can run Fallout 4 but on my I do, computer. But I do know people who are going to be upgrading their PCs just so they can make sure to run, uh, the next Fallout game optimally. Compared to someone else who, even me, I might be getting Fallout for the PlayStation, so at least I can actually play on it and not have to spend the money to upgrade my computer. Yeah. It's just where it's at. I mean... It, it I broke my own thing. I tried to stay away from PC and now we're still talking about it. To be, to be <laughs> honest, when it comes to Fallout 76, I think I'm going to go with the PS4 version just because I'm not going to want to have to deal with the community that's going to exist in Fallout 76 on the PC. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, at least they address that when it comes to griefers. If you're doing a lot of PvP and you're killing lots of people on purpose... A bounty gets put on your head, and the bounty gets paid out of your own pocket. So hopefully that'll be something enough to, like, deter people who would try and do that to, you know, hey, don't. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things in, in play on that. But, I mean, when you, when you really think about it, like, the, the current console, like, com, like, communities are, are where things are going. And what I mean by that is, like, you have, to me, the, the PlayStation crowd always seems to be, like very much more calm. <laughs> like we're we're probably the more lax of the of the like online communities, as it were. Oh, no, I mean, we they... bitch and moan and complain and throw things just as much as anyone else. Well, no, I, I mean I kind of get what Mike's saying, and this is I hate that this keeps happening. This is just wrong. I feel like I'm living in a bizarre world right so now. So the episode of today's thing is Anthony agrees with Mike a lot. <laughs> it's far, far too much. But when it comes to PlayStation, the reason, the only reason why I'd say that is because, at least with this iteration, because we made the joke about, you know, allegiances are based off price point. I guess that all kind of makes us mercenaries. Because kind of like we joked about before, it really comes down to price point. And you have that fact that the PlayStation 4 at the time was $100 cheaper. I mean, yeah. the, it, as far as price point is concerned, the only reason why I even got a PlayStation 4 is because I wanted it from Devolver Digital. I couldn't even afford the PlayStation 4 by itself. Oh, okay, hold on. I, see, this is this is the thing that I was thinking about. Because like, you had the PS2 versus the Xbox, and at that point, PS2 was cheaper than the Xbox. The P- and I think that was only by like 50 bucks or so, but it was, it, was a pr- it, was a, it was a marginal price difference, but it was a price difference. Um, the big thing with the, I think the Xbox actually came the, with the, two controllers versus the PlayStation. Well, not only that, but one. the Xbox 360 was cheaper, because that's the only reason why I want the Xbox 360 first before going into the PS3. No, PS3 was $500 when it first came out. No, I was saying the Xbox 360 was cheaper. Oh, that's oh, why I went through okay. the Xbox yes, 360. Yes, you were correct. You were correct there, sir. <laughs> Sorry, I heard that wrong. Um, but the, when it comes to PlayStation 4, I honestly think that's why, going based on what you said about a calmer 
audience is because there is just a lot of just casual gamers who don't get sometimes as crazy or as passionate as some of the more, you know, hardcore players that are out there. So you have a calmer um, kind of community by comparison. Versus the Xbox One is more of the longtime gamers, some of the neckbeards... And it's like the really kind of hardcore. A lot of the neckbeards. Yeah, a yeah. A lot of the neck- Who get very passionate or even sometimes a little crazy and just downright awful. And that's just pretty much Xbox fanboys. Um, I, have never, I have never had more obscenities hurled at me than on the Xbox Live. Or 12 year olds talking that's about shit. how. <laughs> we hurl obscenities at you every day. And still, it does not need <laughs> my time playing Call of Duty on the Xbox 360. And here, I'm just letting you and know. And hearing 12 year olds talking about how they, they're sleeping with other people's moms. <laughs> You're right. Dude, if that was the extent of it, I would have been fine. Like, <laughs> they got into details that I can't talk about about on YouTube. I learned new things while playing Call of Duty. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. How do these kids know this? <laughs> it's putting me to shame. <laughs> I blushed. <laughs> that's exactly what That's why I would say, in that sense, yeah, I can see what Mike's talking about as far as if you're talking about the difference in communities. Maybe starting out, yes, John, I completely agree. That you blushed? No. <laughs> they no. got you too, huh? Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, about like the with the the original Xbox Live community was probably in a much better place and kind of really brought people together uh, more so than what you kind of see now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it just goes down to the fact that each system kind of, with its evolution, brought something new and tried to make something more comparable. I mean, honestly, you look at it nowadays and you have, you know, PlayStation 4 versus Xbox One, and there's it's just really comparable. Like, you don't know which one to get because the exclusivity has kind of gone away. It's really price point and who comes out first, who comes out second. Exclusivity has always kind of been the mindset of Sony, which is, again... I, as I was saying, it's it's kind of turning around. It, it used to be like the selling point. Like PlayStation, when PlayStation uh, 2 and 3 were around, it was about the fact that they had certain games coming to their systems. That's why I like, I even though I had a 360, I waited until I could afford a PS3 because I wanted some of the games that were specifically on PS3. Exclusivity was a bigger deal during that generation. I really don't think it's as much of a factor these days. Well, That's what I'm saying. PS... Yeah. PS, well, ugh. actually, again, I bought a PS4 versus an Xbox One, primarily based on well, fan the fact that I'm, I'm a fanboy to Sony. There you go. I'm also fan. I'm also fan of a lot of the things that they are going to continually have as exclusives. Things like the Naughty Dog games. Naughty Dog is an in-house studio. I'm not going to be able to play The Last of Us or um, Uncharted on an Xbox. Those are games that actually mean something. Is that to Samurai me. game only on PlayStation? I believe it is, yes. Yep, that's why I got a PlayStation. Okay. Well, <laughs> well that and Final Fantasy VII Remake that it won't come out until 2025. That's that that's, has nothing to do with PlayStation 4. <laughs> that's going to be PlayStation and, 5 thing. But wait, 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 you thought... Shit, at this point, you, shut up. You, shut six, up. you were lied to That's why I got a pro. <laughs> <laughs> you were lied to thinking that you're going to get it sometime soon. Instead, Actually, it's I, not going to be coming out until PlayStation 9, which that's when I'm going to refuse playing gaming because 
Hell, if I'm going to have nanites going to my brain. Glitches <laughs> are bad enough as it is. Imagine having a glitch inside your head. Only reason why I got a pro anyway is because... You already have a glitch inside your head. That, that's true. You hang out with us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I was saying, though, the only reason why I actually got a pro compared to just the base unit is because the pro actually was going for, like, the exact same price. <laughs> So I was just like, do I want to do the better for the same price? No, let's do the base. No, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. You know, you, you, you have you have the different systems and whatever, but gaming definitely continues to evolve, continues to change. Do, do, are we really going to even deal with the consoles themselves? I mean, you look at Nintendo was going hardcore into the the mix between mobile and console word technology. Xbox and PlayStation are going more towards VR. PC is piggyback exactly where they are too. So it's kind of like, are we even dealing with a console now, or are we going to deal with a headset that that's your console? Well, and this is this is what I was thinking for the next the next actual console generations because of the fact that's that it. You heard it here first. The next system is not going to be an actual console. It's going to be a headset. No, no, everything's in a headset. Mike said it. No, no, no. no I said it. He, he was saying it. I was just going to piggyback off that idea and say I think that the next system consoles are, are going to be essentially just larger Roku devices at this point because everybody's going digital. Ooh, don't say Roku. Apple TV's better? What? No. 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 God, no. I'm just, I'm going with the device idea okay, type. Okay. I'm not just, saying that, like, oh, no. they're going to both go with Roku. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, no, they're going just to be an similar. App box. It's going to be an app box, essentially. So the Steam box? Yes. <laughs> no, I, I didn't mean, want I, to bring that up. I completely agree. I think, I think because of the fact that they're definitely pushing for why have a physical copy of it? And I there's there's a lot of people there's a lot of people who obviously like us. I know all three of us love to have the physical copy in hand. That's very I, old school. To be, way of no, thinking. to be honest, I've gotten to the point where I've accepted digital content because it, of two major things. One with the digital. I'm imprinted on that digital. Like, I can download that on, on any system I own from now till the end of time at this point. Certain iterations do exist where you can only download, what, three copies or four copies or something like that. But there's a lot of, a lot of the, um, publishers of these games have turned on that idea and just allow you to download as long as the, Content ID will allow you. But to. there you go. See, in amazingly enough, now I have to agree with you. Then you have the opposite side of the coin. So you've just proven, okay, me and Anthony like that physical aspect of the game, but the actual rising tide of how gaming is going is towards digital copies. So therefore, I completely agree with you. I think it's going to be an app-based system that basically has nothing but digital, uh, you know, downloads for everything. So basically, it's going to even phase out further, which this will be the quickest series of having some kind of physical disc or computer type play where you insert and it reads. Whether it be VHS to this, you know, CD, so on and so forth, this next series of system is going to be everything cloud and download based. I, I have to disagree only because of the fact that that's exactly what they wanted to originally do with PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. It was too soon. And, well, not only is it too soon, but also it, it's not as feasible or even as practical as people think yes okay you have the ability to go ahead and download from ever yes in certain respects it is limited but even worse and this has happened when a publisher decides to pull the plug on a server for a multiplayer based game or even if a developer goes under there's been instances where people like for god damn it i bought scott pilgrim i can't even fucking play that game anymore on xbox 360 because the fact that it's like oh you bought this game oh no it's gone now i would not have that problem if i had a physical copy 
If I had a physical copy, I can continue to play any game I purchased whenever I want to. And if you really want to be a dick about it, be like, oh, well, the disc can break? That's why I can go ahead and make a shadow copy of it, and then I always have a permanent version that I can go ahead and just burn to another disc and play that way. I will always have a game to play versus digital. It's not guaranteed. Okay, You're at the there, mercy of the servers. With the exception of... And that has only happened with very like a very small amount of games, because here's the thing. Ravensoft, which has gone under at this point, the, the publisher and... Uh, developer of the um, X-Men Legends games as well as the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games, them going under actually made it to where Sony just bought up the rights to those games and now they're back up online and they actually have servers. You can they're, play they're, them online again. That, But the thing is, though, that, that you could easily crack that up to the popularity of... Uh, a specific title, game, or series. And I'm sorry, Scott but, Pilgrim versus the World, the video game, was not that good. That was but, simply just a, sh- a small that example but, that immediately came to no, mind. But, that, that's, that, no, that's a very good example, though, because that's very much basically an indie title that maybe a few people got into for a niche-type game, and therefore it's gone. You have something like X-Men, basically it's always going to have the backing of a big name because you know what? That shit sells. Whether the, 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 the what, Whether the ultimate company goes under or not, someone's going to pick that up. Versus, the fact is, in the matter is, I still spent $15 on that game, and that $15 is gone. I basically just said, dick all what you paid, it's, it's, you're over with. Have you ever oh. bought really expensive chocolate? Same thing. Same thing. Just, just so you know, <laughs> I want to go back to the fact that anyone's going to pick it up. I mean, look, Fox fucked up X-Men for years. They <laughs> fucked up Fantastic Four for years. And look who picked it up. Disney. It's going to continue, okay? Simple as that. When you have a big name title that kind of goes around with that, that's why it's going to pick up. But so, what are we thinking for for the next generation of consoles? Whether it be something that I, I still think it's going to be digitally based. I think that it's going to pull through more because if you're looking at certain things, they're going to have either the server capacity. Or you're going to be able to kind of choose to like drag and drop into your own cloud, you know what I mean? I mean, the, the main thing, the main reason why I'm looking at going away from CDs versus like digital, it, it, it's the same thing with my HeroClix. It's storage based. I'm running out of room to put shit. Well, that's because you also you're dumb. <laughs> well, that's that's also just the fault of them trying to offload a lot of the data from it being on the disc themselves. I would like to see them go and for even for nostalgia's sake. Them going back to multi-discs. How cool would that be? No. No. <laughs> Shut up, Anthony. <laughs> I was going to say... You're dumb. Listen, uh, Final Fantasy is already going to beat you to that. <laughs> That's different. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're getting bent over $60 per chapter. <laughs> no, the episodic thing got... That, that got canceled, too. They say that. They, they scrap, I'll believe remember, it when I see it in my hand. Everything that was going on. No, I understand on there, that. We, we will. We will truly. We will. See we will know what's going on in like four years when no, they're no, actually no, developing. No, I don't the think game. it's going to be like that. But what you, you guys, you know, what you guys think, or more specifically, you might, because you know, it's just you. Uh, you you think you got the last laugh when it comes to digital versus physical? But when the apocalypse comes, and there are no servers because everything's wiped out, I'll be the last one laughing as I'm still playing physical copies of games. And you have no service to your Game on. Boy. That's it. <laughs> yeah. on, the, on the thing that doesn't require, you know, being plugged into a TV and a wall. Because there won't be any of those left. There will be. Fallout 4 has shown us there's hope. You can make shift electricity. Nuclear powered everything. Just get a <laughs> nuclear generator outside your, your house. Make sure you have a lead line house. Alright, lead paint. And then you'll be safe. And you could play your game in peace. I want to know what kind of online community happens then. 
<laughs> playing against a super mutant that lives just down the like the road from you when he gets really pissed how's he gonna deal with this <laughs> your mom's a centaur <laughs> yeah well, what about Red Road? <laughs> that'll be the next wars of just mutant beasts going against each other for what console do you have the only ones that exist <laughs> but you know what I, I will say kind of just to piggyback off your whole digital thing I think there was probably a time where a lot of people kind of scoffed at mobile-based gaming. I mean, you're kind of looking at, like, your Farmvilles and your other stuff like that, your app-based. But um, they've, they've come a long way. Pokemon Go has I, changed my view for mobile gaming completely. Yeah, I get a perfect point. Perfect point. Or even just other games. Like, there's people playing the whole Final Fantasy, like, I forget the name of it. It's like, but you're playing against Generations. You can get characters that you're kind of playing your own kind of uh, Final Fantasy-based game doing that or digimon or a lot of stuff that you love guess what i hate to pull like an apple here but there's an app for that there's like an app based game for just about anything and it's it's kind of on the go and it is as much as i hate to admit somewhat on the same level of nintendo in their hand what what i also love about a lot of the app based games that have to do with some of these old school games or uh, old school uh, concepts turned into mobile app games is it, it actually plays a lot into my style of uh, enjoyment, which is nostalgia. And some of the artistry looks really clean, but they they sometimes they'll make the characters in some of the settings and stuff like that very much old school esque. Like if you're playing tactics, you know what I mean. Like it, having that for someone like me, it, it's it's like, hey, how can we get this sucker to come in? Let's make it look like old Final Fantasy Tactics. He'll buy it. You yeah, know? no, exactly. They, they really know how to sell to, you know, their demographic. And again, like, we, we all, uh, maybe not, I can't speak for all of us here, or even the listeners at home, but I, I know there was a fair amount of people for the longest time that just couldn't take mobile gaming serious. And that is obviously not the case now. Mobile gaming is kind of a force to be reckoned with. So, speaking of, like, I, I'm for real, and I don't mean to go further and further into the Pokemon Go, like, train of excellence, <laughs> but I, I, I literally was watching stuff just because it's like, I've been out of the game for so long, I kind of wanted to see some updates. So I went on to YouTube, and I was kind of looking around and saw up some uh, old uh, people that I would watch on YouTube and stuff like that that I watched in the past to try to get updated on a lot of stuff. And then I'm watching... Uh, this one person, uh, who went over to, like, Singapore, and he's watching Pokemon Go people over there and everything like that, um, with, uh, Brandon Tan, Tran? I'm trying, it's, I don't know his name, it's just kind of now getting into it for me, and I know he's, he's super huge over in Singapore and actually one of the biggest players for Pokemon Go out there. Um... And I didn't know there was fame for Pokemon. There, there, oh, yeah. There, there's people, Are you kidding me? He has perfected uh, Pokemon Go down to a mathematics science. Like he, he's I, I was actually making a crack at the system of fame from the right. Pokemon. Like, well, I mean, I, I'm just but, trying okay. to say the point. So he uses all these mobile devices and stuff like that to go about all of his stuff. He has his, his iPad there with his phone and everything like that. Like He utilizes all these things at his description. He's, he's utilizing his MapQuest... With uh, <laughs> the car and how all this... And he's just like, this is how I mobile game. I have all these connected devices and everything like that connected to my car. This is my console. And so that's how I look at it. You know? All right, hold on. Put on my tinfoil hat. And that's exactly what the government wants. They yeah. get to us. 
They want us to be able to play these games where they can track us and they yeah. can know our every move. Pretty much. I thought that's what the way of things were going. Yeah. I thought we were just selling ourselves to Niantic at this point. Deaths. Yeah. I don't remember I've signing never, for this. I've oh, wait. Never, it's, it's in that... Have you ever read an end user license That's agreement? what I was going to get to. I was going to say, wait a minute. But no, nobody ever reads the end user license yeah, agreement. No. That's probably in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but other than that, okay, so we we kind of have this idea that mobile gaming is going to thrive and kind of go on further. It's just what kind of devices they're going to come out with. Um, honestly, it looks more and more like that there's probably just going to be a... Uh, there's going to be an eventual fade-out with physical copies. Maybe that's the next system, maybe that's after. It's looking more and more like probably the next one. Uh, again, the other reason why... And then we might not have discs. I think what we will keep as far as physical copies, if Nintendo has taught us anything is you might have something relatively the size of an SD card. I think that might continue on. Because, again, it always comes down to you It's it, you don't have to depend on the internet. They, they, are, the working, they are working there. on using Blu-ray technology within SD, so you could actually get up to, I think, uh, like 32 or 64 gigabyte. You already have that. Like, yeah. There's already SD cards that are out there. We were Remember, we were already looking at this for our new camcorder oh, yeah, yeah, we're hoping yeah, yeah, yeah. to get. Yeah. You can already, uh, I think you can actually get to uh, half a terabyte now yeah. in SD cards. It's true. Maybe they already did what I was talking What if the new idea is this? They don't supply, to, to cut costs for them, they don't supply the SD cards. You buy your own, just like an external hard drive. Yeah, I'd be cool You with that. download the library, you can input them on your own SD card. Yeah, but the, the, Well, you can kind of do that already. The only... But yeah. I'm saying that that's like, that would be the functionality of going fully digital. The only problem with that is those are locked per device. They're, they're, now, that's also another thing. Like, it, this is a, even yeah, a... If you really want physical copies of your game, just get an external hard drive. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's, it, it's, it's, lo- it's locked. Because remember, this was the huge joke... That they had with E3 when Xbox One first announced how game sharing is going to work. This is exactly versus PlayStation Four. No, this is exactly why you would have to. And I'm I'm totally corrupting this, and they're probably going to take my idea. You have to buy the drive from them, which makes it even worse. Yeah, but this is what I mean. Like, so they made the. Whole I'm, I'm predicting the evil future. Don't give right them. Now. <laughs> EA, EA might be listening, and they might make their own console. But they, and they'll have loot crates on. Oh no. <laughs> You know, if you, you buy... have to buy a loot crate from <laughs> you to get your no, 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 no. Even, no, even worse, even worse. You have to buy a $60 loot crate and hope that you pull the game that you want to play. <laughs> that game Gosh, you want? No, it's, you it's... have to buy $200 loot crates to try to get your system first. Oh, but exactly my point. So, I mean, when, when it comes to the whole thing with the fact that I just lost my train I of thought. I got a question. Did we, hold on, don't we kind of already do that? When you buy a subscription to uh, one of those, you know, um, random boxes of the month type club. You guys do. I don't. I don't. I don't have that anymore. Oh, okay. Well, you did. I used to. I thought you did. I I did it once. Okay. I did it once uh, to see what it was, the whole hype about it and stuff like that. And then I I canceled my subscription right after. (laughs) I did. I bought it once. I bought it once. And I was just like, Wow. Random crap doesn't make me excited, and I don't want to spend more money on randomness. Well, uh, when it comes to all that, I would say I still back Nintendo because Nintendo has proven maybe not to be the most popular console, but they are most certainly the innovators. We can sit here and talk shit about Wii and Wii U because it was a great idea. There was a lot of great aspects of it. 
but the third-party support and just overall library was garbage. The Wii but, U was fine. Uh, no, excuse me. The Wii, no, the was, Wii fine. was fine. The Wii was fine for the first two months. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. And then it completely went to shit. I completely, like, for whatever reason, I just confused the Wii and the Wii U as one system. But um, the Switch, the Switch to me, I think that is looking more towards the future yeah, of... Yeah, Breath of the Wild. Way, well, yeah, <laughs> the future of gaming. So you have your console that you can play on the screen at home, but you also have that portable. And like I said, back to the whole point of why I I'm, I don't think they're going to stick with digital is because digital, there's too much uh, DRM. Like, again, the joke with E3, where... The, PlayStation roasted Microsoft. They're like, hey, here's how you share a game. You see one guy holding a PlayStation 4 game, and he gives it to his buddy. It's like, oh, I got it. It's like, oh, PlayStation just slaughtered Microsoft. It's gone ambulance. Wee you, wee you, wee you. But that's what it comes down to is the uh, gamers hate DRM. And when you go purely digital, there's so much opportunity for them to throw that force, that DRM, down your throat. Whereas physical, you so can't do So you just do don't that. buy EA games anymore. No, I was, oh, 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 now it's time. It's my turn to put on my tinfoil hat. I have a conspiracy. <laughs> so things are getting so bad in the gaming industry because of EA and all these other fucktards that basically they're making it look so bad. So when the next gen systems come out, it looks like, oh, this isn't that bad as long as they got rid of all that other crap. Huh? Huh? No. We're on to you, EA. We're <laughs> on to you. <laughs> yeah, as, long, as long as they get rid of loot crates and no, it's uh, not happening. just EA in general. Yeah. I'll buy a system that I can't have a physical copy to. But, um, I'll buy a non-physical system. <laughs> let's say what VR is probably the one thing that's still kind of up in there. That that is kind of the the, the wild card. VR of the is bunch. very niche, and uh, only now because no, and, and this is the thing, and this this goes into and this goes into biology at this point. E, VR isn't good for the masses. It's it's always going to be niche because the problem is is me who is colorblind, which a lot of men are colorblind or have some form of colorblindness. VR is weird on our eyes, and it like I can't do VR for longer than maybe an hour without getting a headache. There's ways of correcting that, though. There are, able, but they able, haven't come across them yet. Able Gamers is actually working on a lot of different ways of helping people with several different disabilities to be able to get into gaming, and they're also working with publishers and develop, developers to see to that. But I, I do, you know, I can see where you're kind of coming from with that. But like I said, it's still not the majority of people who game. And the only, I think the only reason why VR is not getting as much traction as they would like is truly the price point. Because we keep bringing this up, but it's true. Because VR yeah. is still stupid expensive. And it, it is attachment that you typically buy for PlayStation 4 or for another console. And like, you can do Oculus Rift, but they still don't even have like the largest library to kind of play off of. But I'll tell you this. When we went to, Car, uh, to uh, Carbone's house and we were all playing, like even I was just like, VR, that's ah, just another fad. But the second I put on that headset, it, it is, it fun, is oh my again, god, it was one of those things. We game changer. I, I played with Carbone for no quite pun some intended. Time. No fuck I, it, pun intended. I played with Carbone for quite some time, and we were playing the game where you play pong with your face. Yeah, and, and you were having a blast. I was having a blast, but the thing is, is after about an hour, I got a fucking headache that didn't go away until the next day. You know what's also giving me a headache? You fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's gonna roll us out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that, I mean, really, it will because I mean, well, again, like the joke we made from the beginning these things aren't going away we're all that's the kind of the beauty of it too is that competition that breeds innovation and really the people who win in the end are the gamers i wish i could really come at up the right price yeah at the right <laughs> price i really wish i could come up with an epic speech like kevin butler did you know 
God rest his uh, soul, even though he's still alive. But the character's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, as gaming evolves, so too will all the interesting things we're going to see and all the awesome games we're going to be able to play. As long as we don't get electronic tariffs and we can never afford the systems ever again. So if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, comment, review, and subscribe. And if you're listening to this podcast on one of our many different providers, such as Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify, be sure to head over to our YouTube channels. We have a lot of great content on there as well. Make sure to also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and any of the other social media listed down below. Head on over to our Discord channel so you can talk to the Ready Comics Rural crew and other rulers. You can tell us how you stand with the console wars, tell us which side you tend to land on, or what you think is going to be for the next future. Jump on over and follow us on Twitch for random live streams throughout the week. And if you'd like to see this channel grow, don't forget we have a Patreon. You can come on over and become a supporter today.